This is the All The Way with Shelly Wade podcast. And welcome to episode 15 of my All The Way with Shelly Wade podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Today, I have Dr. Janet Taylor on the episode. You may have seen her on the Today Show. You may have seen her on Good Morning America. Well, she is an expert in dealing with trauma. She's an expert in dealing with mindfulness and in um, promoting self-care. And I thought I'd have her on because one of my goals as I listen it uh, here on the podcast many times is to work through my past traumas to um, find healing and other than me finding breakthroughs uh, for myself on the podcast, I really do also strive to put information out there that will also help you along your journey of um, self-exploration. So we're going to talk to um, Dr. Janet about um, how to start dealing with your past traumas, because I really do feel that if we don't uh, deal with our past traumas, if we just, you know, you know, just kind of like bury them, act like they're not there, like, like they never happened. I really do feel like they can hold us back in life. And I definitely don't want to be held back. I want to get every bit out of this life that I can. I want to take advantage of everything that this life has to offer that God put me on this earth to take advantage of. And so we're going to talk to Dr. Janet in this episode. Before we do, I want to remind you where to follow me on social media. You can find my All the Rage with Shelly Wade page on Facebook. Hit that like and follow button. Also, subscribe to my All the Rage with Shelly Wade YouTube channel. You can find me on Instagram at the one and only Shelly Wade. Follow and um, hit. be sure to click notifications so that you're notified anytime I um, make any new posts. Also, um, follow me on Twitter at Shelly Wade. Don't forget, Shelly spelled with an E-Y, S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-W-A-D-E. Also the same spelling when you check out my my, uh, website, which is ShellyWade.com. And if you ever want to email me to ask me questions, to give me thoughts on an episode, anything you want to talk about, email me at HiShelly at ShellyWade.com. That's H-I-S-H-E-L-L-E-Y at S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-W-A-D-E.com. Hi, Shelly at ShellyWay.com. Before we start talking to Dr. Taylor, I want to say thank you to my friends at the Hard Rock Hotel here in New York for tapping me to host their annual Pinktober charity dinner uh, this past week, benefiting the American Cancer Society during Breast Cancer Awareness Month. The dinner was curated by three Michelin star chef Dominique Crenn and executive chef Oscar Gonzalez. They even let me frolic around their $20,000 a night rock star suite, which has sweeping views of Manhattan. So be sure to head to my Instagram or my Facebook or my Twitter to uh, see all of my pictures and videos from the suite and the dinner. Again, the one and only Shelly Wade on Instagram, at Shelly Wade on Twitter, and All the Rage with Shelly Wade on Facebook. And while you're there, be sure to follow me. So let's get into it. Dr. Janet, for those who may not be familiar with you, tell us about yourself. Absolutely. Hello, everyone. My name is Dr. Janet Taylor. I am a psychiatrist and life coach in Sarasota, Florida. I'm the mother of four daughters and I have two grandchildren. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Um, So 
I have seen you so many times on um, Good Morning America, I believe on the Today Show as well. Um, when did you start becoming a TV star as well? <laughs> TV star is loose. Uh, um, but, you know, I was really fortunate throughout my career. I've had women who supported me. Mm-hmm. And now I live in Florida, but when I lived in New York, I lived in Chappaqua in Westchester and met these amazing women on the train going to work. I was working at Harlem Hospital at the time, and I met people who were editors of magazines, who worked in media. And so I started um, doing some advising for a columnist at Teen Magazine, and that turned to Parents Magazine, which led to me having a column in Family Circle. And that's how I got on TV, through that column. So Chappaqua, isn't that where the Clintons live or used to? They still there, do live there, as far as I know, and Vanessa Williams. I mean, there are a number of wonderful people. Butch Graves and his wife, you know, Butch's dad founded Black Enterprise. I mean, amazing people out there. Wow. Okay, so, Dr. Janet, um, the reason I decided to do the podcast, uh, and you know this better than I do, the, the pandemic just, um, it had an effect on us. It turned our lives upside down, and it kind of uh, made us feel uncertain. So a lot of people left their jobs or decided that they wanted to do something else with their lives because they felt like, hey, listen, the next second isn't promised. Um, and so I feel like a lot of people can relate to uh, wanting to take stock of their lives like I'm doing right now. So I'm taking stock of my life, um, exploring where I've been, where I am now, where I want to be. And um, I'm taking my listeners of the podcast along with me. And my hope is as I share my journey with them and my breakthroughs, because I'm hoping that this exploration will uh, help me have breakthroughs that will take me you know, to that next level of my life because I just feel like if you don't deal with certain things then um, then you you can't reach your full potential so I'm hoping that as I have breakthroughs the listeners can learn from it and maybe have their own breakthroughs and so one of the things I want to do during the life of the podcast is to um, deal with my past traumas and um, and start healing, you know, as I work through them. And I know that you've worked a lot with trauma, right? Yes, I have. So I guess my question for you is, first of all, could you define trauma for us? Yes. You know, so I read one definition of trauma I really like is trauma can be any situation where you feel that you weren't nurtured. And you add on top of that, whether it's physical abuse, emotional abuse, exposure to violence, a myriad of things, racism, otherism, all of those factors. And the point is, you know, to the human brain and to our body, any situation can make us feel like we are unsure, knowing that our brain is always trying to see if we are safe or not. So that is built in. But when you have an instance that happens to you, when you witness something, even watching painful things on TV over and over can be traumatic. So to your point, most of us have been exposed to trauma throughout our lives. And I love how you talked about going on a journey Mm -hmm. and literally either unpacking painful episodes that continue to present in your life or leaving them behind, discarding them is an important aspect of as we move through and hopefully most of us will get to an age where we successfully age 
and can really put perspective into what happened to us in our life. Not, I'm not suggesting that anyone should um, invite trauma, but at some point you realize that what happened to you didn't happen to you, but it happened for you. Because hopefully it's an opportunity to grow and learn and decide who's toxic and needs to be out of your life, what situations will you avoid or just say no to, and all of these other factors that help us as we create our own sense of safety and belonging that only happens through self-awareness and a willingness to take a look at the hard stuff and hard people and say, you don't fit with me anymore, and then only invite people who make us better. Dr. Janet, I love what you said that uh, the trauma... Perhaps thinking of it, you know, I, I love this word reframing, and I'd love to get your idea mm-hmm. of that word, but I keep saying that oftentimes you have to reframe things mm-hmm. in order to deal with them better. But um, just to think about trauma as not happening to you, but for you, because ultimately, even when we perceive something to be bad or negative, mm-hmm. when we go through it and we get through it, we make it through it, we actually are wiser and more experienced for it. So... It turned out not to be so bad after all? Well, well, I mean, that's the goal, and certainly not to minimize anyone's experience of trauma. Mm-hmm. My hope is that if you are listening to this and in the midst of trauma that's happening to you, whether it's emotional abuse, domestic violence, anything, that you can get out of that situation because trauma does not benefit anyone. However, there are times, as Rumi says, that the, the, the wound is where the light enters, and there are times when we can look at our pain for, for definitely for, you know, how it is, how it makes us feel, but then also look at, you know, what we have learned from it, look from our, look at our strengths, look at, you know, um, our ability to still make and, and reach our potential in spite of things that have happened to us. But there's no doubt that, you know, trauma is a risk factor for drug abuse, for mental illness, for physical illness. And so, again, not to minimize it, but if it has happened to you and it continues to impair your ability to maximize your life, to, you know, love someone, to work and do all those things, get help and, and, and talk about it. If you have repeated flashbacks and get, get help for it. But we also can't afford to live in a place of pain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm listening to you right now. I and it sometimes I get so frustrated with myself with, be, with being such an uh, such a sensitive person because I feel things so strongly, mm-hmm. but you know I, I'll uh, I feel things so strongly, Doctor Janet, and I will be like, damn it, Shelly, you know I wish I were hard like some people, mm-hmm. but then on the other hand, I go, well, that's what makes me who I am. Mm-hmm. So- Absolutely, I mean, <laughs> you know, you know, it, 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 it's been said, you know, I think therefore I am. It's really I feel therefore I am. It's our emotions that make us human. And to being sensitive and, and feeling too much, I don't see that as a liability at all. I think more people need to feel because then perhaps we would treat others the way we would want to be treated and, in fact, in, in, enhance our sense of humanity. So emotions aren't bad. They can inform us. It's just you don't want to stay in emotions that may be detrimental to you once you recognize that you are coming from a place of just perpetual sadness or unhappiness or anger even. And even anger is not necessarily a destructive emotion. It can inform you on what you want to do. But what people need to understand when you come at people and you're angry, then they don't hear you and you don't get what you want. And in my view, the point of your living is for you to get what you want. 
Yeah. And so the reason I was talking about being emotional is when I heard you say what you were just saying, it just made me feel, um, I was just, like you said, having thoughts and memories of the thing, you know, of the traumatic moments in my life. Certainly, I do feel like um, some traumas, especially one trauma from my childhood, is holding me back. Mm. Um, and um, I just really have to work through it. I have had therapy, but I don't feel like uh, I'm to the point where um, where it's not holding me back. Mm-hmm. So um, you kind of touched on this a, f- a few moments ago. If gone unchecked, how can past traumas change the trajectory of our lives and hold us back? So it's primarily in our brain because, you know, as you and I are speaking right now, your brain is taking in 11 million bits of information per second and consciously only able to process 30 or 40. Our brain is always scanning and listening to see if we are safe or not. And when you have been traumatized, that's on hyper alert. So it can impact who you trust, impact how you communicate. Have you always looking for the shoe to fall? Which means if you're looking at life from that lens, invariably it will. So it can make you see the world from a glass half empty as opposed to half full. And the other thing we know about a traumatized brain is that it enhance, it inhibits our ability to learn and makes us fearful. And in any situation, whether it's academically or relationships at work, not being able to learn and process means that we may not be able to engage fully. Mm-hmm. So there, those are the ways that unchecked trauma can really hurt someone. And so, like you said, if you know that there's one trauma that is holding you back, that would be the thing that would be not necessarily the trauma itself that I would challenge, but I would challenge the ways in which it holds you back that you can come up with some habits to change that. So when you notice it's holding you back, that's when you push yourself a little more. If you know that you may be more hesitant to say yes to something and in fact say no, that's when you question that and have some kind of method to evaluate that. So you don't miss out on what could be a great opportunity. Okay, um, what advice can you give me and others who are going about this journey, trying to face our traumas and heal from them? Number one, I'd say congratulations, because <laughs> it, it, it can be daunting, right? And so when you start thinking about experiences, it can generate a lot of emotions that may shut you down. Don't shut down. One of the things I would just suggest that you do or anybody do is write a trauma timeline where you just lift every trauma that happened to you. Not in a way that you're evaluating, just list them all. And then you can go back at certain points and maybe if you choose to reflect on one, choose to reflect on another, but just get it all down so it's, it's right there in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, we can't go back and change the past, mm-hmm. but every moment we have an opportunity to deal with our own self-awareness without looking too far in the future and think about, you know, our strengths. Um, I was reading Audre Lorde, and, and she was talking about um, the power that we have that is, that is hidden um, and ancient that we keep from our ancestors. And if we can just show, throw light on that power, it can help us feel better. And so, you know, we talk about inher- inherited generational trauma. We need to talk about generational strength. And we have so much within us that can help us deal with whatever trauma we are facing in a way that makes it clearer for us that that lets us know that 
what happened to us as a child or even as a young adult or even as an adult, now we have the power to stand up to whomever it is that comes up to us now. We have that power. We're not five or six or seven or eight years old. So, so thinking about how to regain that power, thinking about things that you have done that show your strength. And I think when you're working through traumas every single day, you should be able to note something that you did that indicates your, your presence and, and, your, and your strength um, so that you can just keep track of that. And the other thing, if you've been through trauma, you know, don't hesitate to talk to a therapist or a psychiatrist or a social worker or anyone that can help you make sense of what happened to you. You know, our girlfriends are fine. You know, our boyfriends are fine. But unless they're a trained therapist, that can only help so much. So there's nothing that you can say to a therapist that they have not heard before. No one's going to judge you. And our job is really to help you deal with what has happened to you to identify the pain and be able to put it in a place that really inspires your purpose. Okay. Do you, doctor, do you ever get over trauma or is it something that you just learn to live with? I mean, I couldn't do the work I did if I didn't think that people didn't get over their trauma. Does that mean that, you know, our, our brain never forgets. And so does that mean it, it, times when you think you're over it, like you, a smell, a, you know, a sound, seeing something could trigger something. Yes. But, you know, the whole thing about self-awareness, Shelly, is that when you notice that something's happened that may be bringing you down, you have the mindset to, to reframe it and say, yes, but I am here now. Yes, but I something now. So, um, yes, we can make it through trauma and traumatic experiences. But it's work and it takes conscious effort and, and most importantly, self-awareness with a lot of hope. I love that. Yes, but I'm here now. <laughs> I love that. Mm -hmm. And I also mm -hmm. love what you said about taking the strength uh, from our ancestors. Mm -hmm. And I, I think about, you know, as, you know, just being African-American, our slave ancestors and, yep. you know, the, the trauma I went through. And again, not to minimize my trauma, but, you know, if they were strong enough to get through what they had to go through during yep. slavery, yep. Um, then surely... You know, I'm strong enough to face my traumas and get get through them. I mean, we're here because they were strong enough. To yes, do that. yes, and, yes. I, and you know, so often, well, if we don't do our own history, our own research, and identify the strengths of Black people who came before us, who are living here now, we fall into this narrative that we um, are less than, or we need other people, or we have to do things the way they want. No, I mean, part of the reason that they tried to bury us so much in the Harry, uh, history books and still are trying to is because of our strength. And we mm -hmm. have, I mean, we're descended from Africans, the first people who were on the, in, on the world, you know, in, in the, un, on the universe, in the universe. And we have, we, uh, our potential and strength is, is so deep and, and unwielding that we, most of us don't even realize it. Can you give me, and I know you already said, you said a trauma list. Mm -hmm. A trauma timeline. A trauma timeline. What exactly does the timeline, because I know um, a lot um, is always said about the, the, how journaling can help you. Is writing mm -hmm. a, a trauma timeline kind of like journaling? And what does it do mm -hmm. for you to help you in your healing? 
So, I mean, it, it really, if you weren't clear about what you think happened at different times, by writing it, it helps, and it helps you get it out. You know, I like to see, say that, you know, what secrets that have happened, things that have happened to us that we hold as secrets, we need to say and blurt out and put out to the universe. And what we want to hold is what makes us better, what's sacred. So when you write things out like that, it forces you to, A, you know, look at the narrative, look at your story to identify, you know, what happened. And part of what you can also do is how it made you feel. And then you can also include, but, you know, how you made yourself feel better. But it's like anything. If you're looking at your finances, you want to lay everything all out, you know, a budget. If you're, you know, trying to move, you know, you list everything that you own. In the same way, we can look at our brain and our memories like that and really, it's a concrete way to look at and to assess where we are, but with the hope that things can be better, that we can fix them. And, and it's not that you're going to necessarily address every single trauma that happened, but once you address one, then you can go to the next one, you can go to the next one, or choose where you'd like to start. Or you may realize that that happened, but it doesn't bother you as much. Yeah, Can you give us, other than a trauma timeline, uh, that's number one, um, Mm -hmm. a list of actions that we can take, that I can take, that my listeners can take to start this work of dealing with our past traumas? Mm -hmm. So, so if, you know, checking in with yourself, not just what your thoughts, but how you're feeling, like the sensations in your body. And when you recognize that you may feel something that seems a little extra, a little off, to ask yourself, body, what are you telling me? So constantly being in the state of awareness. You know, one of our biggest allies during this time is our brain. Our brain is 3% of our body weight, utilizes 25% of our blood glucose and oxygen. So getting a good night's sleep, working out, eating mindfully, thinking positively, because positive thoughts can change your brain, are really important as you are trying to work through whatever experiences you have. Look at how you cope. And positive coping is when you recognize how you feel. You know, you may talk to somebody, you may work out. Negative coping is saying, I feel bad. Let me have another drink. Let me do this. Let me do that. That doesn't really serve you towards whatever purpose you want. And so things like that. And then also understanding, like, this feels bigger than me. I need to talk to someone and finding someone to talk to. If you're underinsured or uninsured, there are hospitals, certainly in New York City, and in every area in this in the country where you can get help if you are underinsured or underinsured. If you're in a county, call your county mental health association. And if you have EAP employee assistance, utilize them. Do anything you can. Talk to your primary care doctor about someone to talk to. But if you find that you have had a trauma that keeps presenting itself, be determined to understand it and talk to somebody so that you can get to a point of healing and not letting what happened to you determine who you are and who you love and how you work and what your view of the world is. Those are some really great starting off points. I appreciate it. And I know that you are a a mindfulness expert. And I have, Mm -hmm. coincidentally, a feature on my show called The Mindful Moment, where I, I, you know, give inspirational words um, to the listeners. Um, What would be your mindful... um, advice or or message you'd like to share with everyone? So a lot of times when people hear the word mindful, mindful, they think it's about letting it go. Mindfulness is taking a deep breath, noticing the sensations in your body, noticing your thoughts. And when you find something that makes you feel badly 
or you find if you find something that makes you feel badly, then reframe your reset your brain and ask yourself what's another way to look at this. And if you find that you're feeling great, then turn it up and keep doing it. But pay attention to how you feel, but know that your brain wants you to win. And we have the power over our mind to elevate ourselves from a dark, gloomy place to where it's lighter. A lot of the times when people think of self-care, they mm-hmm. think of, oh, I'm going to get a massage or I'm going to get a facial. Um, those are really great, but they're not really what self-care is all about, right? There's certainly an aspect of self-care, but self-care is knowing how to take care of yourself. So that preventative, you know, getting a mammogram, getting a pap smear, getting a PSA, you know, all of those preventative aspects, keeping your, if you have doctor's appointments, keeping them. It's who, you know, one of my favorite sayings is no is a complete sentence. So saying no to people, not saying yes, and certainly putting yourself at the top of your to-do list. You know, with social media and smartphones, there's this myth that our brains like to multitask. Our brains function the best when we, when we focus on one thing at a time. And I would say that one thing should be you. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, uh, Dr. Janet Taylor, I appreciate you appearing on the podcast. You gave us so much wonderful advice that I am going to write everything down and really do the work. And I will make sure that I keep in touch with you and let you know my progress with dealing with uh, this trauma. Um, Another amazing book that I would recommend, though, is My Grandmother's Hands by Resma Menachem. Mm-hmm. And why that one? Um, it deals with trauma and, and how trauma resides in the body. And he's, and it's, he's incredible. Okay. I'll make sure I check that one out as well. Is there anything you want to share about what you're doing um, with uh, our listeners before we let you go? Sure. Well, since I moved to Florida from New York, I run a uh, mat clinic for people addicted to opiates. And it's rewarding in the sense of certainly trying to reach more black and brown people um, we know that the opioid ad- epidemic has certainly been whitewashed. When we think about who's addicted to, and using opiates, we see a white face, but it is killing black and brown people at high rates. Mm-hmm. And there is uh, treatment available everywhere. So um, get treatment. We need to save everyone. Okay. You want to um, share any of your socials or your website? Sure. My website is drjanettaylor.com. And on Twitter, it's at Dr. Janet. Thank you so, so much, Dr. Janet. We appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Wow. That was a lot of great advice that I know will really help me as I um, continue my self-exploration during the life of this podcast and to um, try really hard to deal with and to um, of this podcast and to uh, work through my past traumas um, to find healing. And I hope that you heard some information that's going to help you find healing as well. If you've had um, any traumas that you feel are holding you back. Um, And there you go. Episode 15 of the All the Way with Shelly Wade podcast. Next episode, I will be speaking with Bella Gandhi, who is the Smart Dating Academy founder and president, dating 
expert. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I told you uh, last episode in um, episode 13 that I feel like I have a block where it comes to um, uh, just stop dragging my feet and get out there into the dating world. I keep telling you, I've been telling you for months that I'm going to sign up for, for dating sites and I haven't. And I realize if I'm being completely honest, I'm holding myself back. So Bella Gandhi will be um, giving me her expert advice and hopefully putting some fire under my butt so I can finally enter, re-enter the dating scene and and hopefully find it um, less uh, scary than I have been uh, thinking about it. So maybe she'll help me reframe the whole um, way I'm thinking about getting back into the dating scene. So be sure that you're subscribed and, um, you know, so that you can um, get notifications and spread the word. Tell all your family members and friends to subscribe to the podcast as well. Be sure to leave me reviews and comments because it will help other podcast listeners find my All the Way with Shelly Wade podcast. And in the meantime, be sure you're following me on uh, my social media so you'll um, keep up with what I'm up to. Again, I'm on Instagram at the one and only Shelly Wade. On Twitter at Shelly Wade. Don't forget to put that E before the Y in Shelly. I am on Facebook on the All the Rage with Shelly Wade page. Again, All the Rage with Shelly Wade. My YouTube channel is also called All the All the Rage with Shelly Wade. Be sure to subscribe to that. And my personal website is ShellyWade.com. Again, Shelly spelled with an E-Y. And don't forget to also email me should you have anything you want to talk about, ask me about, or comment about. Again, my email address is HiShelly at ShellyWade.com. Talk to you next episode. Love you so much for listening and many blessings to you. Mwah. This is the All The Way with Shelly Wade podcast.